Good morning. And this is the daily lesson, the morning lesson of our workbook of A Course in Miracles. And I just really, again, want to thank everybody for being here and to express my love for you. We are on Lesson 31 today. I am not the victim of the world I see. And so uh, I can launch right into reading it, but I just would like to take a few minutes and play a piece of music, Come to Peace, this is by Mitch, and we're going to um, release our minds, we're going to let go, we're going to relax, we're going to prepare ourselves to undertake this lesson, I am not the victim of the world I see.
Thank you. So let's get started with our lesson. And before we do, though, <laughs> I say let's get started, and then I say before we do, but let's take a moment and just review very briefly yesterday's lesson. God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. And you will notice with these lessons, particularly the ones that we are in for these days right now, is that um, we are practicing uh, a true cause and effect relationship, yes? God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. And if you recall in yesterday's lesson, he said that we are trying to use a different kind of quote-unquote projection, that we really want to see what is in our minds. And fundamental to this is the idea that you are as God created you, that your mind is as God created you, created it. You are the mind of God. And so being that you are that, then your perceptions must reflect that idea. So we can see that today's lesson, I am not the victim of the world I see, would literally be a carryover of that lesson. If God is in everything you see because God is in your mind, there's no victimhood here whatsoever. And so as you begin to practice this lesson, which we will do, and we will do it throughout the day, but as we apply this lesson, I am not the victim of the world I see, is also the recognition that you cannot be the victim of the world you see because the world would only be in your own mind. Okay, but in this lesson you'll notice he does not go through that explanation. We just practice it, and we, w and we just practice it. I'm not the victim of the world I see. So let us begin. And notice he uses the definite article, the victim, instead of a victim. I am not the victim, because all victimhood would also be your own, if there is an idea of being a victim. But I'm not the victim of the world I see, literally says there is no such thing as victimhood, period. Okay, today's idea is the introduction to your declaration of release. It's like the declaration of independence. It's your declaration of release. Again, the idea should be applied to both the world you see without and the world you see within. This was introduced yesterday. In applying the idea, we will use a form of practice which will be used more and more with changes as indicated. Okay, and this is the practice that we're going to be using more and more. Generally speaking, the form includes two aspects. One, in which you apply the idea on a more sustained basis, which we are going to do right now. And the other, consisting of frequent applications of the idea throughout the day. Okay. This is incredible because this enables you to take the lesson with you 
in everything that you encounter during the day. In other words, as you take the lesson with you, your day literally is uh, determined by your willingness to take the lesson with you. The day doesn't just happen on its own. The day occurs as a result of your thinking, of your mind. And so I am not the victim of the world I see. Just in saying that I am released completely because I am not the victim of the world I see. And so we are, this, these are lessons in true cause and effect relationship. Okay? So I am going to repeat myself again. The day is not uh, objective in the sense that as how you're thinking and your, let's say, frame of mind, if I can say it that way, what you hold in your heart of what you want to be so, how you want it to be, is what your day is. And it's always alterable. That's the key. It's changing all the time. It's always alterable. So you begin to see that we are just not, um, as we do these lessons, we're just not, you know, uh, I, I'm trying to find the way to say this, you know, like when you took a course at university, for example, you went and you did your lessons and then you just put it away and you, you retained what you retained from it and that's the end. No, these lessons are uh, designed that you begin to uh, be the lesson rather than just use an idea and apply it to something. So you become, uh, you're not just a transitory thing applying the lesson to an objective world, that you are the thing that is changing. This is fundamentally, and everything that we do, when I say we, I'm talking about we entirely, not just we as a little group. The only purpose we can hold, this is the only purpose we can hold, is to know ourselves as God created us. No matter what else appears, that is your only purpose. To be yourself. Know thyself. Okay. I'm sorry, I got a little bit going there. <laughs> All right, so we, we're using the two uh, forms, aspects of this uh, application. Okay, two longer periods of practice with the idea for today are needed, one in the morning and one at night. Now, if you got up and you read your lesson this morning, you probably did your one for the morning. We're going to do it again right now. Okay, three to five minutes for each of these are recommended. And this is how we're going to do it. Look about you slowly while repeating the idea two or three times. Then close your eyes and apply the same idea to your inner world. You will escape from both together, for the inner is the cause of the outer. Very explicit, 
cause and effect relationship. As you survey your inner world, merely let whatever thoughts cross your mind come into your awareness, each to be considered for a moment and then replaced by the next. Try not to establish any kind of hierarchy among them. Watch them come and go as dispassionately as possible. Do not dwell on anyone in, in particular, but try to let the stream move on evenly and calmly without any special investment on your part. As you sit and quietly watch your thoughts, repeat today's idea to yourself as often as you care to, but with no sense of hurry. Okay, so we're just going to stop right here and go ahead and do the application, this aspect of the application of the exercise. And I'm going to play some music quietly, and uh, we'll just do it.
Okay, I'm going to go on with the lesson now. Okay, in addition, repeat the idea for today as often as possible during the day. As often as possible. Remind yourself that you are making a declaration of independence in the name of your own freedom. And so, you know, the Declaration of Independence, our declaration in the United States, uh, our Declaration of Independence in the U.S. And how does it begin? We hold these truths, yeah, to be, uh, the words escape me now. We hold these truths to be self-evident. What is self-evident? I'm not the victim of the world I see. That's true. That is self-evident. And that's our goal, is for it to be self-evident. Again, you are this. That is so essential that you become aware that your mind and how it works is being transformed completely, completely. Okay, so here is your declaration. Remind yourself that you are making a declaration of independence in the name of your own freedom. And in your freedom lies the freedom of the world. The idea for today is also a particularly useful one to use as a response to any form of temptation that may arise. It is a declaration that you will not yield to it and put yourself in bondage. I'm not the victim of the world I see. That's amazing. All right, then we're gonna, oh, what I would like to do, we have a little bit of time left. Um, but I, before I read something from the text, I just do want to mention to everybody who is listening and those of you who are here, if you're not aware of it, on uh, beginning on the 9th of February. And all of this information is on A Course in Miracles International page, which is acimi.com. We are holding an event, let's say an intensive uh, mind training encounter. Love is a many splendored thing because it incorporates Valentine's Day as well. And it's all about God and how to find Him. And it's, oh, it's February 9th through the 19th. So this is 11 days. And we're going to do lessons 40 through 50, which is all about God and how to find Him. And uh, all of the information is going to be on the website. The schedule is coming soon. But I just wanted to alert everyone and whether you physically come to the Miracles Healing Center or whether you just tune in online the, the, the essential thing here is to see that this is a segment of time that you set aside to focus your attention like you make it an event for yourself because the event could only be yourself it can't be a happening external to yourself, although we may celebrate as a, a, an aggregation. 
It is still a personal event within your own mind. And everything that we express here would be to direct you back to the fact that this world is really going on in your mind and that you are not the victim of the world you see. And as you are released, the whole world is released. Okay? We use words, but our focus and our emphasis always is on experience, 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 experience. So let's just play one more song, and then we'll, um, I'm kind of undecided about what to do from the text, but it'll come to me. So let's just play one song, and we are going to play uh, the Song of Heaven.
your grandma and my grandma sitting by the fire your grandma and my grandma what's going on listen to the song of heaven what's going on perhaps you can hear all hearts are tranquil satisfied There is no sorrow The joy of heaven has come Love no longer fears But gladly welcomed in And every living thing Father, now we sing of you. We sing of you. We sing. We sing of you. And the song of heaven sounds around. Thank you so much. Song of Heaven, time is at hand. So um, as a reinforcement for today's idea, I'm going to read from chapter 21, one of the, one of the sections that we're probably very, very familiar with and have heard it many times. But we're going to read it again and open our minds to hearing it anew. Because you'll notice since the beginning of the year when we started with lesson number one, 
the practice is directed to, number one, that you are the cause of what you see. And yet, you did not cause yourself that you are as God created you, right? My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world, but underneath the meaninglessness is written the Word of God. And yesterday's lesson, it was reinforced again, God is in everything I see because God is in my mind. So it is impossible to see two worlds. You either see as you have made yourself separate or attempted to make yourself separate, or you will see as everything being a reflection of the love of God that you are. Now, I've taken and summarized that very, very quickly, but we're going to look at uh, the text in chapter 21, and this is the responsibility for sight section, which is section 2. Okay, we have repeated how little is asked of you to learn this course. It is the same small willingness you need to have your whole relationship transformed to joy. The little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit for which he gives you everything, the very little on which salvation rests, the tiny change of mind by which the crucifixion is changed to resurrection. And being true, it is so simple that it cannot fail to be completely understood. Rejected, yes, but not ambiguous. And if you choose against it now, it will not because, be because it is obscure, but rather that this little cost seemed in your judgment, too much to pay for peace. And when you really look at it, we are given the mind training. I think in one of the lessons, one of you guys might know it, where, he's, where he uh, says, if you could accept whatever the statement was, you wouldn't need a mind training. But you need a mind training because it's continually escaping you. It's a tiny change of mind. It's a tiny change of mind. When does that tiny change of mind occur? When could it occur? Of course, it could only be now. So right now, I'm not the victim of the world I see. I can accept that idea right now. It doesn't matter in the next moment I, th I appear to like, you think that if I say I am not the victim of the world I see, that, you know, I'm going to fail because in the next moment I'm going to think I'm a victim. That doesn't matter. If you're willing, and this is what it is, because all you do have is right now. If you're willing to let it be true right now, nothing more than that is asked of you. Nothing. Nothing. I am not the victim of the world I see. Do you see that is a gift to yourself and everything? We're not concerned about the future. I'm not the victim of the world I see. Whew. I'm just going to chill and relax. I'm not the victim of the world I see. Wow.
I'm not trying to grab a hold of anything. I'm not trying to make something happen. I'm not trying to uh, secure it forever. No, truth is true and nothing else is true. I'm not the victim of the world I see. All right, let's go back to this. Oops. Okay, the only thing that you need do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and complete escape from sin, all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. You can say it right now and mean it with no reservation. Right now, I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience, and I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Okay? So deceive yourself no longer that you are helpless in the face of what is done to you. Acknowledge but that you have been mistaken and all effects of your mistake will disappear. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. This is going to be tomorrow's lesson too. I'm wrong. I'm mistaken. Okay? I don't like what I'm experiencing. I'm mistaken. But see, this is, this is you being present with yourself, right? I'm not the victim of the world I see, okay? In the moment that I am happy, I'm happy. I'm not reflecting back to myself all these ideas, what about this and what about that and all the fear and everything. No, I am. I am, okay? The moment I want to assume, uh, how would I say this? a state other than pure joy and happiness and then I sit there and quibble with myself about how is that possible and who's to blame and blah 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 no I'm mistaken I'm not the victim of the world I see I'm just looking at you because I love you <laughs> I'm not trying to talk to you personally in that sense I love you I'm talking to myself here <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it is impossible the Son of God be merely driven by events outside of him. It is impossible that happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing. So the universe, as God created it, right, there's no accident or chance. Suffer, and you decided sin was your goal. Be happy, and you gave the power of decision to him who must decide 
for God, for you. I love this idea that you gave the power of decision to him who must decide for God for you. So you think you're deciding for God yourself, when in fact you're, not des you're deciding not to decide, if I can say it that way. Why? You already are as God created you. Because if you think you're deciding for God as opposed to a uh, false idea of yourself, you really somewhere believe that you are the author of reality and you are not. That's why he says you gave the power of decision to him who must decide God, for God for you is the acknowledgement that only what God created is true. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. This is the little gift you offer to the Holy Spirit, and even this he gives to you to give yourself. Why is it that he gives it to you to give yourself? What power are you employing to make that decision? Where did that power come from? Did you make it? <laughs> okay. For by this gift is given you the power to release your Savior, that he may give salvation unto you. Begrudge not this little offering. Withhold it, and you keep the world as you see it. Wow. Keep, see, begrudge not this little offering. Withhold it, and you keep the world as now you see it. Give it away, and everything you see goes with it. Never was so much given for so little. In the holy instant is this exchange effected and maintained. Here is the world you do not want brought to the one you do. And here the one you do is given you. Why? Because you want it. So wanting the world, let's say the real world, is the acknowledgement, right? The world I see, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yet for this, the power of your wanting must first be recognized. You must accept its strength and not its weakness. You must perceive that what is strong enough to make a world can let it go and can accept correction if it is willing to see that it was wrong. And this is your taking the responsibility, of course. The world you see is but the idle witnesses that you were right. This witness is insane. You trained it in its testimony and as it gave it back to you, you listened and convinced yourself that what it saw was true. You did this to yourself. See only this, and you will also see how circular the reasoning on which your quote-unquote seeing rests. This was not given you. This was your gift to you and your brother. Be willing then to have it taken from him and be replaced with truth. And as you look upon the change in him, it will be given you to see it in yourself. 
Perhaps you do not see the need for you to give this little offering. Look closer then at what it is and very simply see in it the whole exchange for separation of, of separation for salvation. The whole exchange of separation for salvation. Now listen to this uh, sentence. All that the ego is, is an idea that it is possible that things could happen to the Son of God without His will and thus without the will of His Creator whose will cannot be separate from His own. So all the ego is is the idea, I can be the victim of the world I see. But today you declare that you are released. I am not the victim of the world I see. Okay? This is the Son of God's replacement for His will, a mad revolt against what must forever be. This is the statement that He has the power to make God powerless and so to take it for himself and leave himself without what God has willed for him. This is the mad idea you have enshrined upon your altars and which, and which you worship. And anything, that seems, oh, and anything that threatens this seems to attack your faith for here it is invested. Think not that you are faithless, for your belief and trust in this is strong indeed. The Holy Spirit can give you faith in holiness and vision to see it easily enough. But you have not left open and unoccupied the altar where the gifts belong. Where they should be, you have set up your idols to something else. This other quote-unquote will, which seems to tell you what must happen, you give reality. And what would show you otherwise must therefore seem unreal. All that is asked of you is to make room for truth. You are not asked to make or do what lies beyond your understanding. All you are asked to do is let it in, only to stop your interference with what will happen of itself, simply to recognize again the presence of what you thought you gave away. Be willing, for an instant, to leave your altars free of what you placed upon them and what is really there you cannot fail to see. The holy instant is not an instant of creation, but of recognition. For recognition comes of vision and suspended judgment. Then only it is possible to look within and see what must be there plainly in sight and wholly independent of interference and judgment. Undoing is not your task, but it is up to you 
to welcome it or not. See how simple this is? It's up to you to welcome it or not. Faith and desire go hand in hand for everyone believes in what he wants. What do you want? We have already said that wishful thinking is how the ego deals with what it wants to make it so. There is no better demonstration of the power of wanting and therefore of faith to make its goals seem real and possible. Faith in the unreal leads to adjustments of reality to, to make it fit the goal of madness. The goal of sin induces the perception of a fearful world to justify its purpose. What you desire, you will see. And if its reality is false, you will uphold it by not realizing all the adjustments you have introduced to make it so. When vision is denied, confusion of cause and effect becomes inevitable. The purpose now becomes to keep obscure the cause of the effect and make effect appear to be a cause. The seeming independence of effect enables it to be regarded as standing by itself and capable of serving as a cause of the events and feelings it may, its maker thinks it causes. Right. I'm not the victim of the world I see, literally is the declaration of no, this, I am the cause of this. It cannot affect me. It cannot affect me because this is the whole idea that you think that the cause is now uh, of your experiences outside of yourself. No. Earlier we spoke of your desire to create your own creator and be, the f and be father and not son to him. This is the same desire. The Son is the effect, capital E, with effect, whose cause, capital C, he would deny. And so he seems to be the cause, producing real effects. Nothing can have effects without a cause, and to confuse the two is merely to fail to understand them both. Here is one of my other favorite sentences. It is as needful that you recognize you made the world you see as that you recognize that you did not create yourself. They are the same mistake. Nothing created not by your creator has any influence over you. And if you think what you have made can tell you what you see and feel and place your faith in its ability to do so, you are denying your Creator and believing that you made yourself. For if you think the world you made has power to make you what it wills, you are confusing Son and Father, effect and source. The Son's creations are like His Father's, yet in creating them, the Son does not delude Himself that He is independent of His source. His union with it is the source of his creating. Apart from this, he has no power to create, and what he makes is meaningless. It changes nothing in creation, depends entirely upon the madness of its maker, 
and cannot serve to justify the madness. Your brother thinks he made the world with you, thus he denies creation. With you, he thinks the world he made made him, thus he denies he made it. Yet, the truth is, you and your brother were both created by a loving Father who created you together and as one. See what, quote-unquote, proves otherwise, and you deny your whole reality. But grant that everything that seems to stand between you and your brother, keeping you from each other and separate from your father, you made in secret, and the instant of release has come to you. All its effects are gone because its source has been uncovered. It is the seeming independence of his source that keeps you prisoner. This is the same mistake as thinking you are independent of the source by which you re were created and have never left. Okay, so with that, I just want to, we're getting short on time, so I just want to thank you. I love you with all my heart, and I am not the victim of the world I see. And for those listening, we hope you will tune into the video. And it, we are in the Illuminate Mind Training, Lessons 31 through 35. I love you. Have a great, great day. You have been listening to Voice from Heaven, live in the Miracles Healing Center. Remember that God's voice speaks to you all through the day, that God goes with you wherever you go, and that God is the mind with which you think. God bless us, everyone.